Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to Lawn and Away, the show where you find out how Borough players did on their lawns last season. And this episode is about Sol Brin and his time at Swindon Town. And I'm delighted to be joined by Rich from the Lawn Strangers podcast to chat about Sol Brin's season this year. Uh, Rich, how are you doing? Hello, Johnny. Yeah, it's really nice. You know, I, I do a fair few of these for my fellow League Two um, football fans, and it's nice to do one for Middlesbrough because we haven't played for about 25 years, so it, it, it's nice to talk about something a little bit different. Um, yeah, I'm doing very well, thank you, and thank you for asking me to come on. Yeah, I appreciate uh, you coming on uh, as well, and I'm really excited to talk about uh, Swindon and, and Sol Brin uh, for, for for this for the show because, you know, like you mentioned there, we haven't played in 25 years, you had a bit of an inconsistent season. And also Sol Brin just seemed to pick up all the accolades. So it'd be really good to kind of find out that find out find out about that. But he was ever present. He was player of the season, player of the month three times, man, a few man of the matches. Um overall assessment of Sol Brin, I'm assuming going to be good. Yeah, generally, I would say so. Uh, you've taken all the good stuff away. The journey of um Solbrin is quite an interesting one in terms of his Swindon season because mm. he arrived quite early on in the summer. Uh, he played in our first friendly against Melksham. And the backstory really goes to the previous season where we had two goalkeepers, two senior pro goalkeepers called Jojo Wallacott, who's now at Charlton, and Lewis Ward. And for the majority of that, that season, Jojo Wallacott was number one, and rightly so, but he got call-ups to the Ghana national team and Lewis Ward came in and although I believe that Jojo Wallacott was by far the superior goalkeeper Lewis Ward actually did pretty well every time he came in and every time Jojo came back Jojo would find himself back into the lineup except at the tail end of the season and the tail end of the season was a good one for Swindon. Um, Lewis Ward was very good at saving penalties, and we got to the playoffs. We got to the we got to a penalty shootout in the semi final. He saved one or two, and we lost. Um, but the general consensus, or a lot of Swindon fans, were very happy with the notion that Lewis Ward would be our number one for twenty two twenty three, and then Sol Brin turns up from Middlesbrough and. <laughs> The, the general consensus down here in League 2 is that if you get a player on loan, they're not here to sit on the bench. So a fair few fans were a bit vocal about the fact that it's unfair on Lewis Ward 
Um, that's all Bryn comes in. And the head coach at the, at the time, Scott Lindsay, was saying, no, no, I'm going to give them both a fair crack of the whip. You know, if if one put, if Sol Bryn doesn't play well, then Lewis Ward comes in. And it was quite apparent very, very early on that that wasn't going to be the case, that Sol Bryn was going to be our number one. And Lewis Ward eventually left quite swiftly, you know, in that transfer window. He didn't see out the September deadline. He went to Sutton. Um, on the bait, and, and although the reasons have never really been disclosed, a lot of the noises from both the Swindon and the Sutton side is that he mm. he wanted a fair chance to compete. He didn't feel at Swindon that he would be able to compete with Sol Brin, probably because of the stipulations of the loan yeah. with Middlesbrough. And the reason why that's quite interesting is because Sol Brin, without really doing anything wrong, was instantly sort of like. He had an element of the Swindon Town fan base that weren't fans of his. And he was involved in quite a considerable error in a friendly against Cardiff where it wasn't Solbrin's fault. It was a poor bat pass um, in our only home friendly against Cardiff. And, you know, people were like, we're going to play this clown instead of Lewis Ward. Now, Lewis Ward wasn't perfect. I wasn't a huge fan of his anyway. Um, And it, it sort of got to the height on the first home game of the season, which is our second uh, game against oh, Salford, where Sol Brin's name was actually booed um, oh, when, the, when the lineup <laughs> was announced. And on the same day, and it might be pure coincidence, the goalkeeper coach, Steve Mildenhall, his car was keyed in the town car park. Now, it might have had nothing to do with, with Sol Brin um, getting the number one shirt, but... Seems a mighty coincidence, doesn't it? So, so <laughs> it, it started quite poorly in terms of like PR for Solbrin, but this first half of the season was really, really good. He's a solid goalkeeper, like you said. He was he was winning the Town Player of the Month. I think he won it on three occasions before the year was out. Um, he was getting in the teams of the week, both at League Two, and he got one at the Football League generally. And he was a very, very solid goalkeeper, and he didn't have any catastrophic errors throughout that time. The reality is also that Swindon didn't attempt to replace Lewis Ward with a competitive number two. So they brought in a young lad from Ireland who got injured swiftly after that. And after that, youth goalkeepers were were, were on the bench. So Sol Brin spent the whole of the season knowing that he wasn't going to get dropped. And I think it's safe to say that that might be why his season didn't stay as as consistent as it was in the first half, because you need that competition, I think. Um, but there were never any calls for him to be dropped. Maybe that's because there was no competition. Um, but he, he didn't do anything largely wrong. If we talk about his game, his one major flaw really was he didn't like coming off his line. Um, too often, good shot stopper. Kicking is standard for this level at that age. You know, some some good, some bad. But the only thing that really stood out to me, listening around me at games, was that he never came off his line, um, or he didn't seem to. Um, but yeah, he, he had a good season, and I, it's one of those seasons, one of those loan deals where the real winner is Middlesbrough and Solbrin, mm. because Swindon had a very poor season, a very standard season, but he was one of the reasons why we didn't finish lower in the table. And also Middlesbrough have a 21, 22-year-old um, who's who's ready for either the next step in his loan move or to sit on the bench or compete at Riverside. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll come to Solbrin's characteristics in, in just a minute, but in terms of Swindon's season, uh, playoffs last year, this year you've had a bit of a drop-off. Why do you think that was? Mm. Yeah, it's a good question. The season was a disaster, you know, for town, you know, and that might sound a bit hyperbolic because we didn't go down. We never looked like going down, but it was one of our worst seasons in our history in terms of being in the bottom tier and our points. I think it on points hall, it was our second worst season in our history being in the bottom tier and being where we were. And we only finished a few points um, above that what we call the Beamish line because that was the manager who achieved that that unfortunate stat in the 80s um it was inconsistent um we we had a great exciting squad in 21 22 and over the last year we've seen it just pulled apart and sold off and not replaced adequately we've changed head coaches a couple of times since Ben Garner left for Charlton too it's not Swindon's fault maybe a little bit of ambition you know refusing Charlton's advances it's very hard to to uh, to do that I would guess we didn't replace him adequately we we gave the job to his assistant head coach who wasn't experienced people will say well he did well to keep Crawley up because he left us for Crawley Town after Crawley approached Swindon. But, you know, it, it Hartlepool and Rochdale were really quite abysmal too. And they, they really did stay up at the virtue of having two teams worse than them. Um, they only finished three points above the line, but there was enough. So fair play to him. And it was under Scott Lindsay where we played our, where we, where we had our best results. So I wouldn't necessarily say, that, say our best football. And a lot of fans will say, like, if Scott Lindsay stayed, we might have had a playoff push. I don't believe that to be true. I do think that we, we were, we flattered to deceive that the, our place in the table didn't really represent how we were playing. And, yeah, we just couldn't string positive results together across the, across the season. And we were bringing in the wrong players. And then Charlie Austin came in in late December, early January. Brilliant. Fantastic. But when you haven't got a squad around him that can think on his wavelength, it's kind of a pointless endeavour. And he was being played out of his favoured position as well. So it was it was... It was a great shame, um, and it was it was really nice for the season to end because it it was very it was it was quite laboured um, as far as we were concerned, um, and it, it's one of those ones where it doesn't take rocket science to figure out what went wrong. We 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 didn't build on the successes of the of the previous season. We lost players. We changed our philosophy. We changed our transfer policy, and it pretty much all went wrong. So um, yeah, a great season. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, just ups and downs, nothing really happening, and then just, yeah, teetered out. I mean, quite a sad way to, to end it, right? But I mean, in the, in the summer, I'm assuming it's going to be quite a big summer for you guys anyway. You're looking to probably replace Bryn if he, if he was to come back, and I'll mm. probably ask you that a little bit later on. But do you think you need quite a few signings in the summer to try and get yourself back to where you should be? We don't need as many bodies as we usually do. Yeah. The, the big positive of this summer is we've actually got about 15 players, senior players contracted, which is very rare yeah. for us. Normally we're new squad in, new squad out, new squad in, new squad out. So we do have players in place and we've got a new manager now in Michael Flynn, who has a lot of experience in League Two. So we'll take that. So he might bring in 
your standard sort of League One, League Two players. I've got no real major expectations. I don't expect my socks to be blown off anytime soon in terms of what we bring in on a permanent basis. But what he brings in might complement what we've already got. And therefore, we might do a little bit better. We might not. We might just stay mid-table mediocrity. Um, it depends on what Flynn does within the, within the changing room, really, because we've seen teams in League Two go up who haven't got budgets because the, the manager gets them working on the save wavelength and so forth. And, and sadly for us, League Two is more competitive this year because mm. of Wrexham coming in, Notts County coming in, and then coming down, we've got MK Dons and Forest Green Rovers who, who can function well. And then you've got Mansfield, Bradford, Stockport, yeah. all with big budgets. Doncaster look like they're building a, a, a semi-decent squad too. So... We need to do very, very well in in the mm. transfer market, and Flynn needs to get them, get them cooking off gas, cooking on gas yeah. for, from the off. Yeah, it looks a pretty stacked division from what you mentioned. There. I hadn't really looked at the division until you said that, so I was like, "Wow, that is going to be a, a tough league." But with new managers as well, there comes new styles. They want certain things. If you haven't seen much of Middlesbrough uh, this season, I probably don't blame you either. Um, we, you know, we're playing out from the back a lot more. We rely on a sweeper keeper. And we wanted to play from a lot of distribution. Uh, our distribution is really key from the back. It really dictates on how, how Bora play through the thirds and, and create chances. So you were saying earlier around Solbrin doesn't really like to come off his line much. Do you think that potentially might be an issue for Bora then if he was to come back and maybe try and compete for that number one jersey? I think, you know, when, when the season ended, I just sort of assumed that Solbrin would now go to a League One club on mm. loan and that would make or break him. But then yeah. reading a lot of the stuff within the Middlesbrough football fan community and, and journalists, is, it suggests that Solbrin might get the opportunity to go back up and compete, and which mm. I don't think is a bad thing at all. I think he would be a solid number two goalkeeper. I don't think he's number one. I don't think he's ready yet. You know, play him in maybe a League Cup game. You know, you have probably a reserve team, which we don't have. So he'll be <laughs> clocking up minutes there. Um, he, we do play from the back, you, you know, mm. over, over the last season. And it's something that we've done at Swindon quite a bit. So he's very comfortable on the ball um, and moving it. And it, it's more like coming off your line in, in attacking situations like, you know, corners and 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 when and when the, the box is stacked, that it always sort of like if you just come off your line a little bit um, to collect the ball um, is where he seemed to be a bit more flawed. But I'd be really interested to see. I I kind of expect if he's going to stay at Middlesbrough, it'll be as number two. Um, yeah. at, he's not like eighteen, so mm. you know it depends. He signed a new contract with Middlesbrough, so yeah. again, that makes me think also that maybe one more loan deal might be good for him. He might stay with you for the first half of the season and then spend the second half elsewhere. Um, but I don't see him as a Championship number one just yet. No. Yeah. Well, I was I was going to ask like where do you think he can he can potentially go in his career because you know he has signed a new deal to twenty twenty six because there was a few Premier League clubs sniffing around saying oh we might potentially bring him in and, and do a similar thing where they'll send him out on loan for a couple of years and eventually integrate him into the first team. But now that you've seen him for a season, probably Ross tinted glasses maybe, and it's you know it's prediction time. But how far do you think that Saul Brink could potentially go in his career? If he's coached well and if he gets the right loan move, he'll go far. He'll be a solid championship goalkeeper, without mm. a doubt. And when you're in the championship, there's every chance you end up in the Premier League. You know, um, one of our best mm. goalkeepers of, of this side of the century, Wes Frodringham, 
He looked the real deal as soon as he stepped in at Swindon, but he's only just going to start playing premiership games in his 30s now. And this is over 10 years later. Of course, he went to Rangers. Um, Lawrence Vigarou, who was his replacement, he had a bit of an attitude in his younger years and he's rebuilding his career at Leighton Orient. It sounds like he's going to Burnley. He'll be on the bench, third choice goalkeeper, but it's not a surprise to me that he's going to find his way there. If, if, Teams are looking at Solbrin right now. It's because of the homegrown rule, you know. Yeah. It, it, it's that in in the Premier League, much like Lawrence Figaro, you know, they're not there because they're outstanding. It's because they they are a, an English goalkeeper, British goalkeeper that 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 mm. gives them um, an option via the rules. So I think Championship. We had a goalkeeper from Swansea a few years ago, Stevie Bender. Um, who has played in the championship. He's done okay, but not managed to maintain the number one shirt for various reasons. And I think he's a little bit below Stephen Bender, but not a million miles off. And I would have loved to have seen Solbrin in a good team, um, to a good Swindon team. That would have been interesting. But there's nothing, nothing to to stop me from thinking that he could become a good top tier two, top two tier player. Um, it just one bad loan move to the wrong team, and it could it makes a lot of the difference. So um, that's always something to consider for Michael Carrick. Absolutely, and and the, and the final question we ask everyone on, on these shows is: Would you take them back, or would you let them go? Um, Solbrin, if you had the chance next season, they came available. Would you take Solbrin back? Swindon Town fans are obsessed with bringing former players back. You know, every time the, <laughs> the transfer window opens, everyone's got an eye on ex Swindon players, and we just want to have a reunion every year. Like, bring him back, bring him back, bring him back. Five, ten years later, if they said Solbrin. Is coming back on a season long. I don't think any Swindon fan, including myself, will have any issue with that whatsoever. Um, purely because he is reliable. Um, he's got a lovely head of hair, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 he and he has the opportunity to you know really get Player of the Year because he got Player of the Year this mm. this season. This season gone, but there's a big asterisk to it. Um, mm. Did I say that right? Is it Asterix? I get it wrong. Um, that's the that's the character from the book, um, because because they for, the club forgot to nominate the person that won all the other Player of the Year awards officially, which was Fraser Blake oh, Tracy. Really? So when they did wow. the five options for the this the club <laughs> the club five options for Player of the Year, they forgot to include the person that won the Supporters Player of the Year, the Swindon oh, Advertiser oh. Player of the Year. <laughs> and so so Sol Brin it Sol Brin won it. He deserved accolades. He did really well, but he wouldn't have won the award had Fraser Blake Tracy. He wasn't my man at player of the season, Fraser Blake Tracy, but he won everything else. Um, which is quite funny. So he could come back and get it for real this time. I did not know that. That is so funny. Like, I mean, you can't celebrate that, surely. You can't. Like, you, you can't. Yeah. Um, Fraser Blake Tracy was quite good about it when, when the nominations were done. They could have just amended it, you know? They could have just gone, <laughs> oh, sorry about that. We've just... But obviously they gave five... 
they, they would have had to taken someone out probably but um yeah that, that that kind of encapsulates swindon over the last year that we forgot <laughs> to include the person that's winning all the unless they wanted sol Brin to win the man the player of the year because take fraser play tracy out and he probably would have won yeah yeah, I would say, would it be yours then? Is is he your player of the year, or would you still give it to Blake Tracy? Um, I like I said, I I didn't I we the my podcast did our equivalent um yeah. at that end of the season when you just need content, right? And um yeah. and we gave it to Romeo Hutton because although defensively he was he was he wasn't the greatest, pretty much all of our creative um aspects went through him. Most of the assists went through him. And Charlie Austin wouldn't have scored many of his goals if it wasn't for him. So we gave it to Romeo Hutton. Um, but Sol Brim would have been in the conversation. And he did. Some of the contributors to the podcast did nominate Sol Brim. Yeah. Brilliant. So, Rich, um, if people wanted to like learn a little bit more about Swindon Town, um, where can they find the, the Lost Strangers podcast? Oh, we're everywhere, just like everyone else. Uh, all the usual places: uh, Apple, Spotify, SoundClouds, all of them, all of them under Load Strangers. And although there are plenty of um, ex-player interviews um, historically, I'm trying to think of any Middlesbrough links, we don't have the, that many, do really? we? Um, no, no. Curtis Fleming was a youth player with yeah. us, I think, briefly. I think that's that's about that's about it for us. Oh, Jan Agafiotov, of course. You've yeah, stole yeah, Jan yeah. from us. He's been on the pod. Um, lovely mm-hmm. chat. But um, yeah, you can find the Low Strangers in all in all the usual podcast places. Oh, brilliant. Thank you very much, uh, Rich. And as always, guys, if you like this type of show and podcast, always give us a five star in on your podcast provider and subscribe to our channel uh, on YouTube. And if you like it as well, leave a comment in the comments below. But for right now, this has been Lorne Away. We've been chatting Sol Brin, and that was our Bora Master Chatter in a pod. Hope the Bora Breakdown. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.